flown. I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours. And ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops. In Audio Drama Networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. The following program was originally released November 29th, 2005. Hold it just a second, Mr. Bear. Hold on. 2005? Yes, that's right. On these mutual audio network shows, you've been doing them in order, and we're up to like 2007. Why go back a couple of years? Well, I originally wasn't going to play this episode at all, but some friends convinced me to do it. Although it had some content that was A, dated, and B, I didn't have the written permission to use. Oh, I love a good lawsuit. <laughs> so, this is the slightly edited version of the original episode from 2005. Yee-haw! y'all! Welcome to Bales and the Batfrey, episode number seven! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That was our trail boss for all the cowlets, the little tiny cows that we have wandering around the studio here. If you missed out on that, you need to go back and listen to episode five. I'm John Bell, your genial host here at Bell's in the Bat Free. Right now, my first guest today is one that I'm very proud to introduce. As you have probably gathered if you listen to my programs, I'm a big fan of cartoon voices, and I have a professional cartoon voice artist, Farley Zanderhoff. Farley, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mr. Bell. I'm very glad to be here. Uh, do you have a cold huh? or something? No, no, I'm in fine health. And may I add, I'm in perfect voice, too. Good, good. That's um, that's fine. Why don't you tell us about the latest cartoon project you're working on as a voice artist? Oh, I'd be more than happy to. I'm working on a show called Percival Porcupine. It's about this little porcupine who gets into all sorts of adventures and winds up sticking the other animals with his quilt <laughs> is it's quite funny <laughs> yes and I, I i assume you you do the voice of percival porcupine yes 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 i do uh as you know of course though that a lot of voice talents on these shows do more than one voice and uh, i have uh, several voices in the show oh really uh, what what were some of the other voices that you do well uh, one of the other voices that i do is percival uh, porcupine's best friend, Larry the Lion. Well, that's very interesting. So you play the porcupine uh-huh. and the lion. Yes. Now, when you're preparing for these parts, how do you uh, differentiate between the two characters? Huh? How do you make your voice different, sound different, when you're doing the porcupine and when you're doing the lion? Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, years of training have taught me to uh, use my voice in different ways for different characters. Uh-huh. First of all, I get into the character. For instance, Percival Porcupine is kind of a small, meek little guy. So he kind of walks around uh, looking at when wonder at everything. Uh-huh. And he accidentally pokes people. And he's got a catchphrase. You know how oh. the characters have catchphrases like like Fred Flintstone says, Yabba Dabba Doo. Right. Bart Simpson says, Eat, Eat my, my shorts. shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Okay, come on. you get the idea. Right, right. Anyway, his catchphrase is, Oops, sorry. <laughs> he says that a lot. <laughs> I guess he would. Yeah. Okay, so let's have a sample of uh, of Percy Porcupine's voice. Oh, okay. Let me get into character here. Okay. <clears throat> Whenever you're ready. Hi, I'm Percy Porcupine. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can just picture it in your head, can't you? Yes. Uh, okay, now tell us about uh, Larry the Lion, how you uh, change your voice for the lion. Well, the lion, of course, Larry, is the king of the beasts. Mm-hmm. He's 
just as big as Percy is little. Mm-hmm. So he has to have a powerful voice. He has to command respect right. from all the animals. Mm-hmm. And he has a catchphrase, too. And what's his catchphrase? He says, get out of the way. Here I come. I see. Okay. Well, why don't you give us a sample now of the lion's voice? Oh, okay. Here, let me get into character okay. again. <clears throat> Any time. Get out of the way. Here I come. That was the lion's voice. Yes, that was Larry the Lion, the powerful king um, of the jungle. When you record these voices, do uh-huh. they do any uh, special processing on them to making them sound different in any way? No, no, no. They're just like you hear them now. <laughs> I have a professional. You mm-hmm. know, I can change my voice in an instant, just, yeah. just, like, uh, just like that. Did you happen to bring a, a, a clip? from one of these cartoons for us to listen to. Oh, yes, yes. I gave it to your producer. Oh. He, can, he can roll it now. Okay, uh, why don't you roll that clip, and here is uh, a clip from the adventures of Percival Porcupine and Larry the Lion. Let's listen. I say I'm hunting for big game. If you don't tell me where a lion is, I'll shoot you. Oh, please, sir, don't shoot me. I'm just a little squirrel. You want a lion? There's the lion over there in the woods. Just ask that porcupine. He'll tell you. You there, the porcupine. Tell me where the lion is or I'll blow your head off. I would never betray a friend. Therefore, I won't tell you that the lion is sneaking up behind you right now. Get out of the way. Here I come. What's going on here? This hunter wants to shoot you. Shoot me? Why would he want to shoot me? Because he says you're a big game. I just finished a big game. I won five bucks. Ow! Oops. Sorry. Get out of the way. Here I come. I'll never hunt in these woods again. Okay, so that was uh, my guest, Farley Zanderhoff, doing the character voices of the porcupine and the lion in this rather interesting cartoon. Uh, Who did the other voices, the the big game hunter and the squirrel? Some hack. You know, the voice talents these days are a dime a dozen, except for the elite, uh, you know, the stars that do these things. (laughs) Oh, that Um, breaks me up every time I hear it. Mr. Zanderhoff, who makes these cartoons that you star in? Oh, it's one of the top animation studios in the country. Mm -hmm. Zanderhoff Studios. I think we're done here. Thank you very much, Mr. Zanderhoff, for dropping by and talking with us today. Uh Okay, buddy, come with me. What? Hey, let go. Hey, let go with me. For those of you waiting for this week's Mr. Wizard, it is up and coming. It's at the end of the program today. I did that as sort of a teaser to make you listen to the entire program. Pretty sneaky, huh? But right now, a little ditty. When I was a kid, there was only me. I spent all of my time in front of my TV. I didn't watch doctor shows or westerns or such. Didn't like detectives or games very much. The only kind of show that got me agitated was strictly the ones completely animated. I like cartoons. Yeah, I like cartoons. What's up, Doc? Out at Warner Brothers, there was one guy to thank. Oh, what was his name? I think I've drawn a blank. And Hanna-Barbera, the way I knew it, it's the place you could say the butler did do it. June's foray into voices is first rate. And Thurl Ravenscroft, he was... Great! Freeberg, Messick, Benadera too, and that very, very funny fellow, Mr. Arthur Q. If you know a person who does voices for a show, help him get a pay raise. They need more... I like cartoons. I like cartoons. Privacy Fox season. Thank you. Come again. That's all, folks. Privacy season. Privacy season. I 
Twilight Cartoons. You're despicable. Ow! Oops, sorry. All right, get him out of here. <laughs> out, out right now. Get out of the way, here I come! As promised, we finish with Mr. Wizard. Good morning, Billy. Good morning, Mr. Wizard. Billy, today I'd like you to stick with me. You're going to hit me with a stick? Billy, I'm surprised at you. Huh? Do you think I would hit you with a stick? Well? On national television? Well? When I don't even have a stick? I guess not. But I do have this ball-peen hammer. Ow! When ooh, I say ooh. stick with me, Billy, ah. I'm referring ooh, to today's Billy. lesson on the difference ooh. between cohesion and adhesion. Oh. Uh, chew this piece of gum, will you, Billy? Okay. That mm, simple mm. piece of gum will help us learn. Now, you got it chewed up? Mm, got it, Mr. Wizard. Now, stick it to your nose. Hey, it won't stick. <laughs> that what gum the? is the kind that won't stick to skin. Oh. It only sticks to itself. Something that sticks to itself is cohesive. Wow. Now chew this gum. Okay. Mm. Something that sticks mm. unlike objects together is called adhesive. Mm. While you're chewing, hold out your hand. Mm -hmm. Now rub this drop of liquid between your fingers. Okay. Hey, my fingers are stuck. <laughs> what the hell? That's because they're now covered with super strong epoxy glue. Epoxy. Just like the glue that coats that gum you're chewing. <laughs> That epoxy is some strong adhesive, isn't it, Billy? Well, why don't you walk over to that special epoxy-dissolving solvent that's on that shelf over there? <laughs> that's right, Billy. You've been standing on epoxy all this time. Now you can't even budge. Well, kids, it's time for Mr. Wizard to take his annual two-week vacation. Until I return, this is Mr. Wizard saying... Bye-bye. Okay, everybody, take the music out. Kill the lights. That's a wrap. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks! This portion of the Mutual Audio Network is brought to you by Big Buddy's Kielbasa Barn, the biggest sausages in town. When you eat the inside, save the skin. They do double duty. Use the skin of a beef sausage as a canoe. Use the skin of a pork sausage as a silo. Use the skin of the all-meat sausage as a shelter for a family of five. Big Buddy's Kielbasa Barn, where the biggest kielbasa you've ever seen can double as a submarine. Thank <laughs> you.